Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com, you get a savings certificate and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a true car certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. Mm-hmm. You ever watch a Temptation movie? All the time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is the Afterbus TV. I think I have to put on a different voice. <clears throat> this is the Afterbus TV uh, scandal after show here every week. Except this is our last week for the season. But this is season three, episode 18, the season finale. Guys, as always, this is your crew here. You're Gladiators. I'm Emilinus Jr. And I'm joined here with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. So, um, let's talk about the finale. What did we think, guys, if we're being honest? I mean, I guess I'll go first. I don't mind getting shade or daggers or whatever. Uh, I've been talking about the pace of the show... And last week, the pace was slower, but in a really good way. This time, it was slower in a way that I'm a little bit confused, if that makes sense. Um, And I'm a crybaby, and I didn't cry once. It seemed like a series finale. Mm -hmm. Like, it seemed like the way they tied it up, you would think that we weren't coming back ever again. Like, Olivia finally comes to the revelation. She gets on a plane with Jake. They go stand in the sun. Cyrus is happy because Cyrus is happy. his first husband, you know, his his other husband, you know, won. Right. So it was very season finale for me. Series finale for me. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a series finale. But also, I do understand uh, if you watch a lot of the... Um, the past Grey's Anatomy's um, uh, series finales or season finales, it always leaves you with 
with what are the potentials of what can happen and it really makes people think okay well mama pope is locked up you know is harrison is he really dead or is he coming back um you know Liv is on the plane but will she come back like there's all these things that that makes people question all summer is this really going to happen and it really gets people thinking and talking but i think the only problem with with that is it was done in such a way I wonder if it's going to turn people off like, uh, whatever. This I don't leave you with no questions. I don't Go think that's going to happen. Sorry, I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to happen. However, and I actually don't watch Grey's Anatomy, but I'm enough of a TV addict that I watch finales of shows that I don't watch. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was two seasons ago for Grey's Anatomy, it ended with a plane crash. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that signifies like a punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. This didn't punch me in the gut. Don't get me wrong, I agree with you that it, it, it left a lot of questions, but there was no emotional wrenching. And I know that what people are going to say, people are like, but Jerry died. Arguably, mm. in the context of the show, Jerry, we just met him. He was a child that we didn't really even we knew existed but had never seen that is that's not a main player dying so was, so so nothing really floored me yeah. other than Huck Looking and Queen play. getting it on right. in the comfort room at OPA yeah. next to but I think that the thing that gets us maybe or the thing that gets me is that for this show in particular we have multiple episodes that single-handedly could be their own finales. And then we get to the actual finale, and it feels like a letdown because we've had multiple finales already throughout the episode, if you want to look at it that way. Or multiple episodes that are more shocking and that they lead up to something. And then, like, you have these hashtags, who killed this person, all this craziness, and then all of a sudden we get to the finale, and it's just like, oh, Uh, oh, and I don't know if it was because people tweet us, and, like, I saw tweets like, oh, we can't wait to see your reactions and stuff, but I'm like what am I reacting to exactly? <laughs> if I'm being honest. Right. And you know what I think it is? And this is going to, I'm going to talk out of the opposite side of my mouth or actually validate, I think, everything that we're saying. The writers are so good on the show because they are authentic to the characters, right? And I think that arguably the reason that we're not floored is because everyone did what they were supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Cyrus didn't tell about the bombing until, like, the last minute. Because Cyrus is a monster, but he still is a monster with a heart, right? Jake saves a day. Why? Because that's what Jake always does. David literally was like, hey, no, we need to get B613. This isn't right. Cyrus was going to let these people die. That's what Cyrus does. Harrison has to go be Harrison. You know what I mean? It seems as if Huck and Quinn have to go be Huck and Quinn. But same thing, like, we knew that, uh, you know, Huck could not not go see his family. Basically, everyone did what everyone was supposed to do. Even... Olivia telling about uh, um, uh, um, Fitz about Melly being raped. Her even then, you know, siding back with her dad because she has daddy issues. I could go through the whole thing, but everyone acted as they were supposed to, and I think that is part of why you're saying it felt like a series finale and not a season finale because it did seem to wrap up loose ends in a yeah, weird way. we got closure way. from a we lot of We got closure on a lot of things. So I think that's why we're kind of a little... Mm-hmm. And I mean, the plane flew off into the sunset. Like, if that's not closure... Yeah. Well, yeah, but the last time a plane flew off, we remember what happened? <laughs> Maya killed people. Yeah. So... Well, let's, let's just break down what happened. Let's start with the way this episode opened. We left last week with finding out that there was a bomb underneath the funeral and we open with the scene of Sally sitting in church Leo Bergen and all these different people and then we hear Fitz doing the eulogy and first I assumed he was in the church I was like oh wait I thought Cyrus was supposed to be stopping that but then we see he's actually in the office still doing his thing 
Um, and then Cyrus was going to tell him, but Jake burst in and actually tells him, you know, what's going on because Cyrus ignored the call. And Jake tells uh, <laughs> Jake tells the president what's going on. The church is evacuated. And I think the main focus of this scene was how the two presidential candidates reacted to the situation. We had Sally who at first was going to get in the vehicle and go away, and then Leo comes over and says, no, this is your 9-11. Rips her shirt, puts dirt on her face, and has to go out there. My favorite part, though, is when she just... go be Jesus. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. But my favorite part is when she's down there tending to the uh, ladies, when she's like, no cameras, please. No, the best she, part... She was convincing. She, no, she really was. In her voice. The best part of that scene for me is when they they did the, the um, how they froze the screen and they made it mm-hmm. into black and white and then you see Leo like this. Over there yeah. smiling. Just, Just smiling. Just happy. Just happy. You know, they've He's, done that a lot this season. Yeah. Those freeze frames. Mm-hmm, I like it. Mm-hmm. Artistically, it's really pleasing mm-hmm. to watch. But Leo does his job. Oh, beyond. Mm-hmm. He's good. Very good. He, he's right. He was, it's a missed opportunity. And not only is it a missed opportunity, it could have actually done the exact opposite. Because then it seems as if she's running from... Tragedy. Tragedy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And especially then given the dynamic of a woman, like she has to show that she is able to take charge in the literal and figurative face of danger. And then notice how when she was in addressing... You know the 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 cameras. How many people she had behind her, and basically it so then led for the fact of we need prayer. Think about it. In the midst of a tragedy, is the one time as collective Americans we can agree on prayer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to whom we are praying, right. right? In in essence, we all agree at times of tragedy that prayer is needed. And who is Sally but the champion of prayer? And the way she. The way she worded her dialogue in regards to, you know, we're going to take this person down. We're not going to take any basically BS. Swift and, we're gonna, and ruthless. ruthless. Yes, exactly. And then she goes, now let us pray. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, she was in clear, she was in rare form. She yeah, was, yeah. and we, we all looked at each other and we're like, oh, we lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we knew. We were like, it's over. And it was even worse when we had the scene where they're watching um, the president speak on the screen, because remember Olivia <laughs> had to go get Fitz and say, this is your time, you need to be talking to the yeah. people. And then we see him on screen, and it's a split screen, and all of a sudden, one by one, these networks are going to full screen of mm-hmm. Sally doing her thing on the ground there. Would that really happen in real life? Yes. It's, Completely. You want to know why? Think about what has been going on recently. The and we've talked about it, but the the um, the the Malaysian airline. Mm-hmm. Think about how many hours of the news cycle that has taken up. Do you really think that in the midst of that happening, other people haven't died? But if the president speaking, yeah. though, no, but again, but again, it's, like, it's the president, right? And then you actually have the actual tragedy. What is he going to tell us that is in essence more pressing than the, the actual? The the actual act of the thing, number one. And number two, it's still the vice president. It's not like there's not a government official there. Yes, on some levels, because what if he's going to say it actually is a terrorist attack? Like, what if he's communicating information that we need? But sadly, that would just be on the bottom of Sally's thing on a ticker on the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. Right? And And I just say that saying, I don't mean this to be disrespectful to the media, but I mean it in terms of the fact that the media has now become entertainment based and it needs eyes. So mm-hmm. meaning if people aren't watching, right. nobody cares. And sadly, we, the the populace, the democracy, would probably prefer to see Sally and what's going on in the actual 
zone, ground, I don't want to say that other word, but do you know what I'm trying to say? In the right. situation versus the president in the press room talking about what we already know. Yeah. And oh. what we, sorry, lastly, and what we can find out on our, and our smartphones. Do you think that, because, Keneally, you you, uh, you mentioned last week how you want Fitz to lose because he hasn't really shown that he really wants this. The fact that Olivia had to tell him, you need to go out there and, and you need to speak rather than him not already getting, you know, got his, uh, got his notepad trying to figure out. Like, I feel like that's something Fitz should have already been thinking about something to do rather than Olivia tell him, you need to do this. I, well, I mean... I didn't want Fitz to win because one, I'm over the White House drama. Because how first, how long are we going to keep doing this? The White House who done it, and they're trying to keep Fitz gets tried. Somebody tries to kill him every season. Like you know, how long? How, how many times are we going to do this? And he wanted to pull out so many times. Okay, fine. You're not going to win then. Like and in reality, in real life, when you want something, you that don't mean you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody wronged you in the first place and you won and they, they fixed it for you doesn't mean that this time everything's going to be justified and right. Real life don't work like that. So for me, I want it to be more realistic to where, guess what? Sometimes you don't win a second election. Take your ass out the White House. Excuse the ass. And let's see you in a real life setting. Let's see you in real life dealing with what you asked for when you didn't sign the paperwork to, to file for re-election in the first place. I don't think him knowing what to do at that moment was just him being weak. It was a lot going on. Because, I mean, you you had the drama with your wife. Fitz's whole life is a mess. So take that on top of now the church just got bombed. You're like, what's going on? You know somebody, you thought it was going to be bombed in Ohio where you just mm-hmm. were, so now what's happening? Now you're in the situation room. You know you got to speak, but at some point you're like, wait, but I need to figure out what's happening. Maybe it's a terrorist plot. I think it was too much going on for him to automatically just be like, let me go to the podium and talk to the people. I it- just think it was too chaotic. And okay. I think that's not his job. I think, ironically, I think we forget, like, the president isn't, like, like everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's literally why you have people, like, a press secretary to tell you what to do in certain situations, as well as the fact that I think that one of the, the best aspects of Fitz is that he actually feels. So I think that unlike Cyrus and Olivia, to a certain extent, he doesn't automatically go what is the most calculated, pragmatic thing to do in this situation, he's actually feeling, and he's actually there in the moment, and he's present in the moment. And also, like Cornelia said, like, every season it seems like somebody tries to kill him. He's already gone through a traumatic experience, so he was supposed to be speaking there, like, doing the eulogy. So it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, damn, like, can I get a break here? And he's just trying to collect his thoughts. But... We see that because of this whole situation, now Sally's rising in the polls, and then Fitz has this moment where he's like, you know, we're going to lose. And immediately he goes to, you know, Olivia talking about Vermont again and how they can do that, and he can be mayor, and she can make jam. And part of me is like, oh, come on, guys. I, I, maybe because I'm still thinking about Jake and Olivia now, Jolivia. But I, I'm just... I'm a little tired of the back and forth, and it's, it's come to the point where you can kind of see it's not going to happen, so stop talking about it. But... When he was, when Aliv told him, when they told him that he was going to lose, you know, he had a moment, then he realized, okay, yeah, I am going to lose. So he really was in the moment of accepting that. It was not until Olivia then did something that we can, you know, discuss, you know, she did something that was morally right or just something. I don't, I I don't, I don't know the word. I don't know the word. No, 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 no. Let me finish. So she did something where, 
the moment was there for her to literally go and make jam. But she did what some people would think is the right thing or the wrong thing to inform fits of what happened with Melly. I thought that was very, I don't have a word for it, but I thought it was, I'm going to say interesting that when she had the opportunity to run off with her man, she revealed this information that she knew would take a big, uh, take a back seat to her dream in her, the White House, you know, her the picket fence and the, and the jam. What do you guys think about her making that decision? I think she wouldn't have been able to sleep at night or any decent woman wouldn't be able to sleep at night That's knowing what I was, yeah. that you know the man you're with you know something about his wife that's damaging to a woman. Take that, that it was his wife out of it. But if I knew something happened to Sophia and I knew it was hurting her and I knew the person who is closest to her mm-hmm. didn't know, but I was going to run off with him knowing that what I know about her, I would feel like a dirt bag. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't live, I couldn't live my life that way. Mm-hmm. So she, I get it that it was her opportunity to be to finally be like, fine, Fitz, let's run away. That like she could have, she could have taken that. But as a woman, I don't think she would have been able to live with herself knowing that. Because even when she was on the phone with him, jumping ahead, and I'm not going to really talk about that much. She was saying, if if you would have left her right now after she told you what she told you, I wouldn't want to be with you. She, you can't, you can't be, you can't. She couldn't be in that. She couldn't bask in that moment right yeah. then. If we're jumping ahead though, because I was sitting next to Kanuya during that scene when he said, "Not yet." But okay, and I, I can break both down. But I'm going to go back first because I think I think it's really a relevant point. It's because there's a trinity. Even in the conversation about Vermont, he kept bringing up Melly. He did. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I say? So that proved to her that Melly was part of the equation. And he kept saying, "No, but you know, Melly. She's cold. She's heartless. She's only out for politics." Again. Olivia does know Melly, and especially going back to last episode, that's why when Melly said it and didn't say it, Olivia knew automatically that she had been raped and not that she had consented to it because she actually knows who Melly is. Mm-hmm. So meaning, Fitz was actually saying, if Melly is this person, we can be off in Vermont. But if she's this other person, who she actually is, then we can't because, again, I would have never allowed myself to let you in. That's the first part. The second part, I'll let you go, and then I'll tell you about the second part where he goes, not yet. Because I'll tell you why that's, that I there's legitimacy you. to it. I gave Emil the side eye. I mean, it's just like, stop putting her on hold, like, not yet. I just felt like it was, it was one of those things where just like she was stringing Jake along, it just felt like he was stringing her along, just not yet. Like, let me, it almost felt like let me pacify the situation and see what we can work out here to... No, but I think also this is the thing is I actually t- took it completely different and this is going to sound weird. I think because on some levels, take the assault out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that when Fitz and Melly were initially in love, it still was never like the same love that he has with Olivia. So regardless of whether or not they had been a happy couple, whatever, he may not have let Olivia in, but that the the energy that he had, he still probably would have left his his wife. It wouldn't have it would have actually been harder to do because there was no messiness. He didn't hate her, right? But the love that he has for Olivia is like that soulmate love. And not to be disrespectful, not everyone's married to their soulmate. And you still can have a great life and raise a family and have kids and be happy. I had a church moment. Say that again. Okay, not everyone's married to their soulmate. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I think that the difference is 
Fitz and Olivia that their 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 souls are connected. And ironically, that's actually why he had to she had to tell Fitz because if you really love someone from your soul, it really is selfless to a certain point because you you need that person to be happy and to be whole. And he if they had gone off to Vermont and then somehow had found out then that she would have actually felt the wholeness of the love and it to be wrenched away from her. Mm-hmm. There's no way for that. I think that also, too, they still have a family together. No matter what, and I've said this time and time again, the fact that, that, that um, Fitz and Melly argue the way that they do shows a certain aspect of love. The opposite of, of, of love is indifference, not hate. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't continue to, to, to do this punching bag. You'd just be like, mm, stop. And keep it moving. So I think that there's an undertone there that has to be resolved because they have a family. And that's why even he says, like, I have to go talk to my family. Like, when he tells, you know, Olivia that her mom was the one who was behind this, he was like, now I have to go talk to my family. Because he actually, ironically now, has a family. Like, she literally fixed it. She fixed his family just before his child died. See, my problem with the not yet is... Forget all of that. If you are dealing with a man on and off and every time, every week or every other week you got this, I don't want to, we're not going to work out. And next week y'all kissing in the mouth and basking in the sun in the White House. If, if at some point when you decide to walk away or you decide that right now it's just not going to work, I understand it. Don't hit me with the, but not yet. I, that's to me, I'm, I don't want, I don't oh, want to hear that. I if disagree. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I have go to, ahead, I don't, I know. And I'm saying this because if this were the first time that they did this dance and he hit it with that, not yet, I'd be like, okay. But at some, at some point you cannot tell me 45, not yet. You cannot do that. At some point you have to stop saying not yet and just let not yet happen. Because I'm, it's not like this the first time he done he, he left her like this. She, how many other times are you going to continuously say Fitz not yet soon? You can't stop. Just stop. I'm and sorry. show it. Show I, and prove. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with you, Canelia and Emil, because you have to remember the, the dynamics of their relationship. It's one thing if Fitz is a ball player. And <laughs> it's it's he's more it's, powerful than a ball player. Correct, and there's a and there's there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more to to lose, and just there's too many different aspects and why he has to say not yet um, because of their relationship. I, I feel so like, stop saying it. You told oh, me twenty five times. I thought you were going to go somewhere else and tell me if this is where you're going, Bam. See, I feel like he has a right to say not yet because he has to speak his truth. And his truth is, he is madly in love with Olivia. That is his soulmate. However, his wife and the mother of his children, he just found out, was raped by his father. Yes, I was getting As to that. As a man that, again, they have risked the Republic and their lives and potentially gone to jail for, would have to take care of his wife in some way. So he's basically just saying, like, I have to take care of this, and then we'll get back to where we were. It's Olivia's job to be like, no, 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 I can't do this. Do you mean? Because at the end of the day, it's Olivia who keeps putting her hand up. It's Olivia who actually doesn't want to walk in the sun with Fitz. And I think that part of it is because she doesn't think she's worthy. She 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 never owns it. Does that make sense? She never embraces it. She's always pushing him away. And I think that that's way more Olivia than it ever is Fitz. Because she has had at least ballpark 15 opportunities where they could have been in Vermont. Mm-hmm. No, or I get, anywhere else that she wanted to be with Fitzgerald Grant. I get third. that. I get that aspect, but again, 
at some point you have to stop saying that there's a place you have to stop saying that there's a pause on it like not yet stop saying it and just show and prove because again if that's the case he's going to keep giving her these not yet's for the next 10 years you're gonna give me 10 years of not yet stop just I, show me the not yet i agree with both, both of you that's i understand where you're coming from because if you think about it then this melly situation could be this not yet but then what's going to be the next not yet and this, this, be, but not yet right oh, it could just be a continuous cycle okay, so then, well, then take your man doesn't make sense. Take your man. Like, and I don't know. I don't know if anyone on Twitter wants to jump in, but like, there have been legitimate. Well, I know we'll talk in celebrity world, right? So you had Brad and Angelina, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So think about it. Brad and Jennifer were a cute couple, but has gone on record. He's like, that wasn't my soulmate. I was happy with her, but then all of a sudden you have someone who literally like sees inside you in a completely different way. You still have to handle the first situation like a gentleman. Whether he did or not, it's questionable. However, how you handle that can then set up the next relationship in a way that doesn't seem so messy, right? But that happens to people all the time. Sometimes it's married people and they divorce and then they get together with someone else. Or sometimes it's just girlfriend and boyfriend. But it's not like it doesn't happen where, like, people... And it doesn't necessarily mean it's overnight. So let's put it into perspective. Literally, when he said, hold, she had literally, let's say, told him on a Monday, and by Thursday, he's like, where's Olivia? That's this time. But almost all times, the only time he's actually ever really pushed her for a far period of time was the whole... Um, um, defiance. Thank you. Yeah. That we was our time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 Let I'm us sorry. know what you think. No, no, no. Let yeah. us know what you think. Join the conversation. Tweet us. Um. <laughs> then make sure that you go on iTunes, and that's one of the best places where you can join the conversations. You go to iTunes.com, and all you have to do is type in After Buzz TV Scandal, and all of our podcasts are there for season one, season two, as well as season three. And you can rate, comment, subscribe, and more importantly, tell a friend because they may not know that there is a scandal podcast. As well as After Buzz TV, we have a podcast for anything worth watching on TV. After Buzz TV has a podcast. So make sure that you go to iTunes.com, rate, comment, and subscribe. And the best way to join the conversation is by leaving us a comment, and we will respond to you either via iTunes or right here on our podcast. So again, iTunes, After Buzz TV, scandal, rate, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Thank you, Sophia. You're welcome. <laughs> I got I'm fired laughing. Up, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel guilty when okay, I see tweet us and stuff, but I never respond. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you tweet us. We'll respond. That's nice. Um, but anyway, so we had a lot of stuff that happened right after this scene. We had um, we had a scene where it was Fitz and Olivia's one minute. And they tried. I had an issue with this scene because they, they were playing the music from the infamous one minute scene from first season, and that scene, you know, it was really emotional and passionate. Mm-hmm. This one, it just seemed like they were trying to tug on our emotions and it didn't quite have the same effect and then um, essentially uh, Fitz was saying that this was going to be his last big speech because he lost the election or he's going to lose the election and this is like his last big hurrah and then we go into the speech and all of a sudden uh, Jerry's coughing blood and then blood's coming out of his nose and then I found it surprising that Melly had to say his name twice, twice, though. No, you know how loud it is in there? It, yeah. It's loud. It's, no, True. literally, because I think that, and, and let alone, and I could be wrong, but he could even have a, a, a earpiece, what's it called, an earpiece in. True. You know what I mean? He wasn't, because he wasn't, re- there, was a, there was no monitor. Uh, what do you call that thing? The te- there yeah. was no teleprompter that he was reading from, so he could put it. Yeah. He could have potentially have been uh, had an earpiece where maybe they were feeding him lines. It happens all the time. So it's, I was... Do you think that 
Melly. I mean, she yelled his name, but was there anything else she could have done to get him to... Cause, no, like, trust me, on that second time, he heard. Yeah, it was only the second time. Because I think also, too... Again, from the perspective that we're at, arguably the first time she said it, she's probably still saying it to Jerry when she's saying Fitz. Initial which reaction. again, initial yeah. reaction, which is different than when she turned to Fitz and said Fitz. He heard mm. and he responded like immediately. The only thing I just want to say is that I really thought it was like a Ebola and everyone's gonna die. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was a yeah, whole, I thought it was going whole somewhere different. Gym, yeah, like the, the way whole... that it spewed out, I was like, Oh my god, they're all dead. Was this shocking enough for you guys though? Yes. Yes. James, oh. go ahead. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, but again, when you think about it, um, sometimes when certain little characters emerge, just like, what's the security guard? What was the name? Morris. The, m- no, no, no. How? 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 Oh, Tom How? Tom, Secret Service. Secret, Secret yeah, Service. Yeah, yeah. When there's when, yeah, sorry. sorry. When there's certain characters <laughs> who, yeah, when there's certain Super characters <laughs> who pop up periodically or when they come on to, to the screen, there's always you, it, it's, it's never it's it's not a shocker or it is a shocker that something winds up happening to them you know we haven't seen these kids they uh, they finally popped up the last couple episodes and then the boy got um um they tried to he got meningitis but the girl the little teenage girl tricked him looking back i'm looking back i'm not surprised but at but at the actual moment i was like oh my god but way, I wasn't expecting them to die, And though. the way that they set up two key things, yeah. and you talk about this all the time, mm. of, like, how they set up the story mm. to make it, um, like, kind of cyclical and, and close off. So he apologizes to his dad, in essence. Him saying, I'm sorry that you're going to lose. He's apologizing for being such a butthead mm-hmm. earlier, number yeah. one. Number two, not only Fitz finding out that Melly was raped, which to me solidifies that their marriage was a marriage of love, mm-hmm. and i.e. then that their kids were brought into this world from a place of love, and more importantly, that Jerry is his. Mm-hmm. That set it up for yeah. us. I think the emotional, the emotional tug for me was... Towards the end, when when fits how he broke down, like because it was so composed yet not, and to me how it's going to then play out next season. That's I think where it's going to tug at us. The emotional it's, tug for me was different. It was I thought you were going to say this it was uh, with Melly when Melly was talking about how she kind of pushed oh, him away because yeah. she wasn't aware or she didn't know for sure if that was her son. And like when you just think about. It's kind of one of those moments when there's somebody in your life who you know you should be closer to or interact mm-hmm. more with, and then something happens like towards the end of their life when they're gone, and it's too late to. It was that that was a little sad, but it still wasn't enough to make me tear up. From uh, well, none of the moments made me tear up, but um, the moment for me was when again they when they freak when they. Um, when they turned the screen black and white and you saw Fitz carrying his child. Oh, uh, that for me, that that was the moment because, you know, that is the worst moment is when something happens to your child and you're carrying your child, he's unconscious. And that, the, the, the way Fitz as the character was able to embody a parent carrying his child, just, you know, it was... That that was that was that that hurt. Now the way they played it, they the whole episode they made it seem like Maya was doing all these things, and later on in the episode, which we'll talk about, we find out that Rowan is really the one who was orchestrating all of this stuff. Am I the only one who wasn't necessarily surprised at all? Like, I, part of me kind of figured, especially with the last couple of episodes, that Rowan's behind mostly because 
Rowan's just cold. Well, I said, remember, like, when we were watching, I was like, oh, Rowan did this. Yeah. Like, as soon as, it, as soon as stuff started to unfold, as soon as he wobbled his little yeah, self agree. out of that hospital room with that robe on, Same I was hospital. like, oh, Rowan did this. Mm-hmm. He's playing Fitz. Because if you're going to play somebody, you can play Fitz. Because Fitz, even though Fitz is a smart guy, and sometimes he redeems himself. He does. He can get played quite often. So I was like, oh, he's, he can play. He can do this. Fitz, Fitz is a smart guy, but you have to remember, between Fitz, Olivia, Cyrus, Mama Pope, they're not only intelligent, but they know how to, uh, what's the word? They they know how to manipulate. manipulate. Fitz is not a manipulator. He's just a very smart, intelligent person. But when you have, you know, it's the kind of thing where they say when you have intelligence and street smarts, they have more street smarts and intelligence. Fitz is only intelligent. Why do you think Fitz wouldn't figure out something was up? Like as far as why uh, Rome was so eager to help him get Maya's head on the platter? Because he said right before that, you know, if anybody hurts my child, then like remember he said that statement. But Jerry wasn't his child, and not, Maya hasn't necessarily done anything to like actually hurt Olivia. I think she think. I, I agree with you. I think he means like intellectually so in the same point that like she actually really could have gone to jail for treason. Yeah. And like you know what I mean? Like she she technically is the thread to the whole Maya escaping so forth and so on. But and I'm I'm reaching if you as you can tell. Like yeah. I, I get it. It's just a little weird, like uh, you would think that something would go on his brain, like, uh... Well, it, well, well, it, and it was a lot going on. Again, you you don't have the time to really put the pieces together when something hits you that hard. And, and it's different, just, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he's, like, chilling son, in the yeah, office, clouded, and he yeah. got time to really be like, okay, so this happened and this happened. No, you hear your son die, you're at the hospital, you're handed a folder that said it's, it's meningitis, and here comes Rowan, who you would think knows everything and knows the ins and outs. He's telling you this is what it is. You're going to believe him at this point because somebody killed your son. He didn't just catch this special meningitis. You know right. what I mean? Like you, I would, I, you, I would have believed him. And if not, Rowan, who else would be able to do it? And then also, just think about how how Liv and her dad have the um, the past couple episodes. They've become more father and daughter. Formed a real bond. Yeah. And the fact that Olivia is on the phone with Fitz while she's in the hospital watching over her dad. You know, maybe that could have said something to Fitz as well. But again, I I completely agree. But I also think it goes back to what Jake has always been trying to tell her. And I think this goes back again to the fact that these characters are very organic to themselves. And if on one level, and I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Yes, Jake initially was watching her at the behest of the president, right? But theoretically, he actually has really never lied to her, Mm -hmm. right? Even like B613 stuff. He doesn't even say to her like, Ironically, the president, like, it's above your pay grade. He tells her, right? He told her that this father thing is simply an act. He told her that Rowan is a monster. He told her that he will put on whatever face and or facade he needs to do to get what he needs to get, right? Mm There's a certain aspect of Olivia where she doesn't live in gray. She only lives in black and white. So the fact that Maya is bad makes her dad good versus mm-hmm. they both could be really effing fucked up. Mm-hmm. Ooh! So, Stanley. Okay. I, like, did the hyphenated <laughs> and then still did it. Sorry, I'm from Boston. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. 
So there are the warning signs. And to me, the way that she got into the bed was so symbolic. The symmetry when Fitz was shot and she got in the bed with Fitz. And again, it goes back to she has issues with her dad. And when you have issues with your dad and and you possibly did not feel love or worthy from presumably the most important person in your life, you then do not feel worthy of love. And that, you can argue, plays out with her relationship with Fitz. So, ironically, I think that her finding closure with her dad is the same thing that gave her the strength to leave, which may or may not have been the right situation or the right decision to make. But... I think it's all of that's all clouded. Because, you, yeah, you have, you know, Olivia putting the stamp on Rowan. So Fitz is like, okay, cool. He's going to kill this person who killed my son. I don't have to get my hands dirty. It's all good. Well, he is definitely clouded. But also, Quinn and Huck are clouded. Just getting it on <laughs> in OPA. Have freaking Abby and Who was it? It was Abby and, and Harrison. Harrison walking in and catching <laughs> them. They were getting it in. <laughs> it's it's, it's like... It's getting worse. Now, I don't want to say it worse, but more graphic. Like, like it, they were, no, they were getting it in. Like, it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, somebody might come in. They were having sex like they really were at the house. Right. Like, they weren't having sex like there was, there were glass doors. They were getting it in. Like, I was like, whoa, because it happened so fast. It was like, like, you can you could hear them. Like, yeah, it's like, I agree. And it was like, hey. They were literally having the time of their lives. Right? I mean, I, I just, um, I just would like to say that, damn, Quinn got thick. Shut up, bam. I'm sorry, like. And it's funny, I, I noticed that too. Queen, I know, Queen I got, got it too. She got thick. She got thick. Um, I don't she know if it's because her hair is down, but like I was like, "Damn, Quinn." Well, she, that's because when they came in, she didn't bother to put her clothes back on, so we got to see everything. She was kind of like, "What?" Even like, when she, even, even when we, even when she went back home, and when Charlie just walked out, and we didn't see Charlie for the rest of the uh, episode, which I thought was odd. Um, even well, no, we did see him when he was back with command, but go ahead. Oh yeah, mm. um, when she was in the house and when Charlie was leaving, even the jeans she had on, I was just like, "Oh damn!" Oh, God. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> that was fun. oh, because I'm about to go there. Anyways, no, but <laughs> Charlie gave well, Quinn a folder, yeah, saying that the breakup happened fast. It happened really fast. Why didn't she just shoot him? Right, she like just shot him. No, seriously, just, pulled out a tooth and then shot him. Yeah. I didn't think that she would have the balls to say anything to him though. About it, I thought that she would get caught, but it, from the way they yeah, shot it, in the, the script it seems as if she confessed. Mm-hmm. Like once again, I'll say my phrase: the good wood. Yeah. She she was telling him about the good wood, because it didn't come off like yeah. You it was like it was like they were already in the house and right. he was packing his stuff. How did he find out that they were getting it on at the at OPA? But again, this is Charlie. He was probably in the bushes when they were at OPA. He was in the next office with but, a telescope. But like, they should. But if going. if they're going to if Charlie is a creep. Then they need to play on that, and they, they need to show that he's a creep, and they need to show how he found out that. No, she totally told him. Like to she me, to me, I I agree with what you're saying that it seemed a little disjointed, but to me it didn't. It was literally like she already told him. That's why he's like, "Oh, have fun with your little friend or whatever." And then that's mm. why he's like, "Oh, because he had already been creeping." That's why he had the folder mm-hmm. ready so that whenever she would break up with him, she, he would be like, "Bam, there you go." He already knew. But to me, it's different because he's been so aggressive, and she's always been on such edge when he 
ask her questions but, like, where you been? Who you been? How again, many men you been again, with? Again, it's again to me, B613, they mind F you, mm. and I will not curse again. Mm. So think about it. He tried that with her, it didn't work. Mm. Think about it. Okay. He tried that fear, like, I'm gonna be the crazy boyfriend, mm. and you still boinked Hawk, mm. right? Yeah. So now he's like, oh, I'm gonna mess with you, and I really wanna curse today. Mm. He's going to mess with her in another way. That envelope, he literally and figuratively <laughs> effed her. No, seriously. Yeah, because, true. again, he's right. He's like, it doesn't matter if you open it, you don't open it, because it's going to eat away at you. Mm-hmm. What does she do? She opens it and then drives up right there. But the funny thing is, like, and I, I guess she doesn't understand, but, like, if Charlie tells you there's no good that can come from this... Why would you go to Huck saying, I'm doing this because I love you, like, here's because, your family? Because it's it's one of those things where now, you know, she loves Huck, and she don't know what's in this envelope, and she doesn't know if this, you know, she's trying to, uh, she's trying to be honest and come clean about whatever the information is. So uh, I could see from her perspective, but as a, as a newfound blood killer, I don't feel she should have done it. I felt that she should have taken a different route rather than just take him to get this, you know, take him to where... You know, the address was. And keep going with it. And the different route would have been. And the different route would have been to do the investigation yourself and then whatever. I don't okay. Know. Sorry. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. The different thing is you tell Chuck, you, you tell Huck. Yeah. He literally be like, this is what happened. Charlie gave me an envelope, said no good would come from it. Here's the envelope. Move oh, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, sorry, I have to bring up another show, but if anyone watch, watches Sherlock, the same exact situation happened and was handled differently. And the person basically was like, no, I love you. So it doesn't matter what's in the envelope. And you never you never look at it. And that's 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 the point I was trying to get to. Because he said no good can come from it. Either you're going to open it and it's going to ruin the relationship. Or you're going to go crazy wondering what's in there. So... See, he, I took it no good was going to come from it, thinking that Charlie was setting Huck up and Quinn through something happening to his family. Like, I was thinking more about the family and not about Huck and Quinn's relationship. Because Charlie has a, he has now a bone to pick with both of them. And what better way to get at Huck, the man who took your girlfriend, than to to destroy your family for the second time. And I don't so mean, I, that's, for me, I was like, she has no <clears throat> choice but to give him the envelope. But I, I like what Sophia was saying. You need to give him the envelope and say, Charlie said this. Here is what he gave me. Because now, if something happens, it, it Quinn is now going to suck you know, it back it's to messed Quinn. Up because- I, I also thought that, too, because Charlie was there when he had to give up his family when they when he was at the office in B-16, when they went into that whole 752, 752, or whatever the number was. Charlie was in the office when he was forced to leave his family. So I felt like that was something where something was going to happen to the family. Mm-hmm. I think was messed up, and I didn't think about this until you just said it. And this is this is what you guys were talking about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The show is going to have us wondering all these questions, even though it may not have been my favorite episode. Over the summer, I'm going to start thinking about things and just start questioning over and over again. But you brought something up. So with this whole Charlie thing, the whole thing, either Quinn, it eats away at her by not opening the envelope, and then eventually she... she if she did the approach or the route that you said, that would have worked out better. But because of this, let's say that Charlie is staking out the house and he waits to see if Huck goes and he knows that Quinn told. Huck becomes attached again, starts watching them, mm-hmm. eventually introduces, gets back in the family, and then Charlie can kill them all off. Like, that could be the whole plan. From and this, I about- <laughs> Also, too, and this is, this is actually, like, really... Guillermo Diaz is beyond excellent. Like, I have no words for him. Like, his ability to capture the essence of this character is just, like, it gives me life. Like, it really does. Because 
You felt him. You you felt the struggle. Like, it was Dr. Jekyll Hyde. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Like, he's like, they're better off without me. I'm better off without them. Like, I've made a good life for myself. They've made a good life for themselves. You know, no one's no longer hunting them down. Like, he's going through all the rational reasons. Why? Because he wants his family back. Because think about it. OPA is disintegrating. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It literally didn't have to figuratively come to Olivia getting on a plane. But even before that, they're not OPA. Mm-hmm. They don't go through the rules anymore. They don't have a checklist. They don't make sure that people aren't lying to them. They don't do anything that they used to do. They are not OPA. He doesn't have a family. And the only family he did have, now he's literally sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. So that is disgusting. However... I think that there is a certain, and it's along with what you're saying, there's a certain selfishness of going to the family. Like, you're a broken huck. Like, what are you going to do? So now you are going to go. What are you going to tell them? And, and I'm just like you secret, said, secret agency. Thank and... you. What? No, seriously. What, what yeah. are you going to tell them? He needed to, he needed to, like, a live, like, live. She thought all the pros and cons of staying and going, and she felt that it was best for her to stay. Huck didn't, to go. Uh, to go. Huck didn't think of the pros and cons about what he should do. And he, now, no, it he makes, did. And that's the irony. He did. He did in that moment. He literally was saying, he, he did. And that's the sad part. He did, and he still couldn't stop himself. He did. He was like, and the he went to Olivia. Down. And he went to Olivia, and he was telling that to the conversation. And the sad reality yeah, is yeah. just what, what um, Camille is saying is the fact that, and Emil, that Charlie basically could be setting him up to kill them. He knows that that's a possibility by him, because obviously people have always known where they are, but him re-engaging with them puts them in danger, and he knows it. And why does he know this? Sorry, I have to say it because Olivia hasn't been doing her job and Huck has been spiraling out of control. The Huck that we were first introduced to would have never gone to them because he would have loved them enough to know that in in their mind and in his mind, the person they knew, whatever his real name is, is dead. Well, I'm going to just defend Olivia just for a second. It's kind of hard to do her job when... She got a bunch of issues going on. I'm just saying. Yeah. True. Because, you know, people are like, why are you guys... But... Yeah, and that's what we we yeah. saw. It pushed her to the to the edge. She called her dad and asked him, if, you know, if the offer still stands. And now she's packing boxes. Okay. I'm going to... And everyone can hate me. She's a spoiled brat. She's a spoiled brat. You called your dad, just like Abby said, and you get off on your private jet to go off to, like, have a fabulous life. Anywhere in the world that you want. Yeah, she was just no, but seriously. Too. So you, because of you, just like you said, all roads really need to lead to her. She's the eye of the storm, right? And so technically, other than the fact that she's not with Fitz, what did she lost? Right? So she basically told Abby that Abby had to choose the associates and basically she lied to David. It's only because her her bond with David was so strong that they were able to resalvage something. But she basically made her shoes, right? I have to agree. She, she is a spoiled little brat. Yeah. Right? No, seriously. So all of a sudden, it's like, okay, cool. I realize that my boyfriend who is married and really loves me and I love him still loves his wife because something really bad happened, so now we can't be together. So instead of staying in the situation that I am in and dealing with it, whether or not it means you disengage with him and you no longer do investigations or whatever with the White House, but you still exist in this thing that you created. OPA, you created it. 
you are going to walk away and leave all these people's lives that you have affected and ask to go over a cliff with you, including treason and things that could get you sent away forever and ever and ever. You decide to get on a private plane with your boyfriend who, and I have to go there because someone on Twitter is going to go there, who choked you? No, email, tell, say why she got on the plane with Jay. Olivia uh, got on the plane, the private jet with Jake, and she was smiling, and she ignored the president's call, Melly's call from the White House, because Jake had the good work. (laughs) That's why. why. So let me tell you a little bit about the good work. When the good wood affects Olivia, it clouds her judgment and has her do stupid things as getting on a plane. And I was laughing because if you think about, if you actually put her gladiators and all these people have gone over the cliff, essentially these people have gone over the cliff and they're at the ground like laying down crippled and she's walking away, get on a plane. Bye guys, see you later. For me, that was just, just dumb. Um, you know, last week I talked about how she laid on online. She says she's in love with somebody. And, you know, he basically, he begged at the right time where he knew he had her. So, and, and on one side, I give Jake props because, you know, Jake is that, he's that kind of guy where he wears on you. Until he, <laughs> Ladies, have you got? I, I know at the club, there's you know how guys they just wear on you till you finally say, Ah, oh, damn it. Hi, my name is Keneally. Hi, my name is Sophia. Yeah, okay, buy me a drink. You know, he wears and just wears and tears on Olivia, and he got her at the right moment. So I have to give props to Jake for that, but I just, I don't, know, I don't well, like it. My thing is, where are you gonna go, Olivia, knowing that your friends are in misery? Like, I can only, you can only go on a beach vacay for so long without really thinking like, dang, my friends really are up S-H-I-T's creek. Like, dang, I really did just leave. You can't just create a whole new life knowing that the speech you gave, talking about I'm the eye of the storm, all of this stuff happened for me. So I'm now off in wherever, kicking it, knowing that they're paying the price for the things I've done and I'm just going to sit there and let them suffer and not be in it with them. Like, how long can you... You can't do that for that long, Olivia. Like, where are you going? Well... Just go Just go, go get your apartment back, unpack those boxes, and put that white outfit on and just keep it moving like you usually do. Like, on I don't... A, on another note, though, like, if she truly has this newfound relationship with her father, like, how is she going to be able to stay that far away from him? Because the way she's making it seem, she's going to disconnect her cell phone and everything. She's going to be with Jake as one. First of all, I can't imagine being, like, just alone with somebody for that long. Oh, I can, but not just with, not with Jake. Oh, my God. Like, sorry. Like, that's, like, my dream. Like, did but you not like, see Eat, Pray, Love? No, seriously. I'm trying to, like, no, cross over. The way I'm she's, trying to get on that little boat and go off an island way, with this only one person and mm-hmm. no phone, no nothing. But not with Jake. You on an island <laughs> with one person? Mm-mm. But not when your Mm-mm. friends are Mm-mm. back home living in misery. And maybe and not that's only what misery, I'm about. Not only in misery, Harrison could literally be dead. Mm-hmm. And, and we can, just I mean, do you know what I mean? And technically, if he's not, and I don't want him to be, it's, it's a bad storyline. There is no other option other than for Hal, right, Hal, to shoot Harrison. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the issue. I don't, I don't think it will be that bad if you were going with this person for I don't know for how long on a and vacation have, yeah and then you didn't have those worries behind but she's literally running away from her problem she said to herself like I'm the scandal I need to be fixed yeah 
you going away isn't going to fix that. You need to address it. She does think that <clears throat> she thinks by her going away that because she's a, be, she thinks she's a scandal and she thinks that she's the one that needs to be fixed. She thinks by she's her just spreading the storm out, though. Yes, I know. But I'm trying to think as if I'm Olivia Pope. So I think for her, she thinks that if she leaves, that the problem is going to go away and that everyone will be able to go with their life. But the reality she is, can't be that well, because you have to remember, then you have to never come back. But yeah. then you have to never, ever, ever come back. Yeah. And that's not possible. And you remember, she's left OPA when she needed to go. Uh, when Fitz got killed, she left them and had let them deal with. No, how- no, no, that wasn't leaving them though. I mean, Does that she, make sense? That was, that was that was that was they were aware that there was a crisis situation. She Meaning- was still talking with them. That's not literally like I'm leaving. She didn't give this I'm gone speech. Yeah, but I meant in the sen- I meant in the sense that she felt that they were capable to run OPA without her because. But there wasn't the go ahead. No, go ahead, Emil. No, go ahead. No, there wasn't the um, the mess that there was now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is the funny thing is, it's almost, and there's two theories of thought, right? It's like when people go to rehab, right? You can either go to, like, Malibu and you are kind of, like, in a great situation, i.e. Lindsay Lohan. I'm just gonna go there. And then, what happens? You then have to come back into real life, where there are real life situations and if you didn't, when you were in Malibu, at a pool, looking over the ocean, dealing with real situations, and when you come back in the real situation, you don't know how to handle it. Which is very different than, quote-unquote, more intensive rehab, right? What does intensive rehab do? You deal with the problems in the real-world situation. That's why you even bring in family and friends, and you literally go through and you role-play, right? Olivia, again, sorry, spoiled brat, decided to go off to Never Never Land or wherever she wanted on her (laughs) private plane and be like, ooh, I'm going to have my fabulous life, instead of thinking to herself, if I'm the eye of the storm... I don't know how to say this. Let's, like, run everything back. You know how they do, like, in storylines where it's, like, you know, the sliding door is, like, let's choose another option? Fix everything. Fix it. If you feel bad, go back to Melly and literally be like, I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? No, seriously. Fix things. Start to fix things. Or if you think that Talonor was fixing it. Like, fix it. Don't just leave. I don't don't know. Can I just say something with Melly and Olivia? Mm -hmm. When Melly said, I want a refund. Oh, Oh, yeah. I just, I... (laughs) I, I like normally when Melly loves to throw daggers, but when she said, I want a refund, I would have threw a, a bag of nickels and just threw it in here, bitch. I, I like, that was just, that and was a moment. That's the appropriate yeah. use of the word. Yeah. Right. That was the moment where she should have took a bag of nickels and she should have said, boom, here. Here's your here's your here's your, your change. Yeah. I got your refund. Did yeah, you need me to write a receipt? And the only reason, and I totally agree with you, because I literally said some foul stuff when that happened. But then I remembered. But again, Olivia knows that Melly's been raped. Yeah. So in that moment, she's she's not able to throw a dagger, even though Olivia never throws daggers. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know this. <laughs> I think that Olivia is not thinking, obviously, and I just don't... I think the way that she left OPA is what hurt me the most because for some... Essentially, this is her family. She didn't mm-hmm. have a real family. Mm-hmm. Like, Rowan and Maya just recently came into the picture, like, really came into the picture. But, like, she didn't really have a real family, and OPA has kind of been her family, and she's been neglecting them. But to just kind of look at them... Like Huck's, like, Huck's going through some shit right now, if we're being honest. Yeah. Harrison's not even there, and yeah. you're just going to throw up the deuces? Yeah. Look, that's what happens sometimes when you have mommy and daddy issues. Sometimes when people are left a certain way as children, or that's the only behavior that they see, they don't see anything wrong with it when they do it to other people. The fact that Olivia's mom didn't just walk out, 
Well, she knows she walked out now, but Olivia's mom was taken from her when she was young. Of course, it affected Olivia, but Olivia survived. So in her mind, she's thinking, if I go away, yes, they'll be sad, but they'll survive without me. You'll go on. She's not thinking, dang, that's maybe, maybe it's a little messed up that I'm walking out. You know what I mean? She, it seems like she isn't realizing the things that have happened to her and the effect that it's caused. She's just saying that I came out okay, so you will too. As well as the fact that, and I'm talking to talk about the uh, complete opposite side mm-hmm. of my mouth, if she really does think that she's the eye of the storm, the best thing to do is to remove yourself from the situation as quickly as humanly possible. So with that said, I, I understand a certain aspect of her logic because it really is, it's kind of like, let's say you're like actually a psychopath, right? Do you know what I mean? Because you know how certain people say things like, oh, I couldn't help myself. Well, there's a there's a way to help yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that if she would have just left without Jake, then I probably could have accepted it better. But the fact that now that you include your your side dude to come and have this now vacation, how are you now going to get away and have a new life when you still have your past? into the future with you. So for me, that it makes sense. Um, you said last week about how Mama Pope is always just popping in the middle street with oh her God. blowouts and stuff. Oh how God. the hell is she sitting in the hospital? You got the president in the United States probably on one on, on the wing somewhere else. And then you got Papa Pope on here. He didn't have security because, you know, he's not he's not employed at that moment. But how is she just able to just pop in, as you say, with her blowout? And she's sitting down on uh, on on Papa on Papa Pope's bed. Listen, though, chilling. Listen, how I just like I don't know how she does it, but just to fast forward, when she got arrested, I started cracking up because she walked out there, hair lay like strutting. Where's she going? <laughs> like, like, but but did you but, did you notice how unfazed she was? <laughs> she was unfazed, but like going from that and then seeing her puppy dog facing the hole, like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. But but just to just to go forward. I don't understand <laughs> why didn't they just kill her? Because dad wants to torture her. And I, for the, it's like for a, the same reason that yeah. he didn't kill her to begin with. He Agreed. wants her under his thumb. Rowan, yeah, Rowan but, wanted exactly, Rowan wanted to be back where he was, except he wanted it to be the way he wanted. So he still wanted Maya under his control, but he just had to switch some situations so, yeah. around. But now he has everything that he wants. That's, plus some. That's the only thing that, even though Fitz is in the midst of grieving, you don't want to see pictures. Like, I'm not trying to be That's my disrespectful, point. but when 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 we were alerted that Ben Laden was killed, there was an aspect for the closure of a nation that we all wanted information, whether or not that we wanted to see pictures. But there's a, the information we needed was so that there was definitive, so without a doubt, you know that someone who did this wrong to us is now gone, right? Someone takes your child, your your child, right? They didn't come after you. They killed your child. You're just going to take it at the word of this man? Oh, it's done? You don't, you don't say, I need to see pictures. I need to see her dead body. Like, And I'm not trying to be gruesome for the sake of being gruesome. No, I'm trying to say it for the sake of you really want, you want, you need to know. And he didn't, I have a problem with that. He said that he would take care of it in the sense he gave the illusion that he would kill her. But when 
when she was apprehended, I believe he said something to the fact that she's been basically arrested or, or, or taken. He didn't say that she was killed. He kind of insinuated. He said something like, I disposed of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, of, even yeah, as the president, when someone, there was a bomb. This isn't just a lady take. Yeah, she killed her son, but she, there was a bomb that she was responsible for. So just like Sophia said, as the president, you need proof and confirmation that she is dead or in custody. Like I need to, I need to see her. I need to see pictures. You need to do, you know, give me a DNA test. It, it has to be proof. And he was just like, all right, cool, thanks, and went back to his yeah. business. But he was mourning. So I mean, what mm-hmm. about Harrison going to talk to Rowan though? Well, Her- Rowan came to Harrison. He was in his car leaving OPA and the black limousine um, pulled up window road down. He gets out of the car. Oh, yeah. And you actually caught that when you saw when Sophia, did, yeah. Yeah, Sophia you caught that when the limousine pulled up, you said, it's Rowan. And yeah. the reason I knew is because from last episode, the questions that he was asking Harrison, he already knew Harrison's backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's, it, it can't be a coincidence that Harrison is at OPA connected to Adnan and Maya. Do, do you know what I mean? And him not be aware of that. So, going to talk to him, that wasn't the problem because at first he was just telling him, like, oh, we got her. You know what I mean? Like, here's the information. It was only then when he started to put two and two together. Yeah, that's I don't I mean. understand why people don't put two and two together and keep walking out the door. Right, mm-hmm. right. Especially when you know who you're dealing with. You know he just killed because your he- girlfriend slash your, your enemy. Because Harrison... Say what you gotta say and run out. Because Harrison talks with this little voice and he's real tough. So, and he talks real fast. So, of course, he's gonna, you know, try and confront Papa Pope. Mm-mm. As a grown man, you should know when to puff your chest up and when yeah. to run. Right. Because I can. I'm a grown woman and I know when to back down from a fight. I'm. I'm gonna say, and I'm not gonna even do it. I probably text you the information. Like I know what you did via text, and I'm gonna close <laughs> my text message, <laughs> iMessage, and I'm gonna keep it moving. I'm not gonna go face to face with a killer. Well, I mean, I'm glad that he had his little his little moment. Harrison had his little moment oh, with Papa Pope. But you know. I just that whole his whole story that whole storyline with him and that nine and my pope it was boring. So is Harrison dead though? Harrison's dead. See, and this is the funny thing is I actually don't think he is. No, even I don't. though I and and this is just the nature of the show. He isn't. However, it doesn't make it only makes sense for him to be dead. I thought I heard a shot though. No, you didn't hear anything. All you saw was a gun. There was no. Sh- no, was and then no- it wasn't even pulled. He yeah. was just he was just putting yeah. the silencer on. It wasn't even caught. It, right. I don't. Know. I mean, I can say I personally don't think he's. I think he's going to die based on his personal relationship outside of scandal. If he, I just there's have, no ooh on that one, if, Steven? Yeah, if he, if he, <laughs> can, if he, if his name continues to to be put into the media with his personal relationship, I feel that was a great way to leave the door open. If there's things that go on in his personal relationship, then that's a way to kill him off. Well, I read an article, and this. We're getting back to the story, but I did read an article saying that Shauna doesn't like mess and like if. Yeah. Who does? So. But it, you're right. But it, it it would make sense that if he's dead, then that would have that would be the incentive and reason for Olivia to come back and then take her in charge of OPA because now that Harrison's gone. True. But well, is this? Are we going to say this for prediction? Yeah, let's just yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so then, uh, what do we have here? So Rowan Harrison, Goodwood, Jake, and Olivia. Fitz and he. Oh yeah, yeah. Fitz broke down on the floor. 
and Ooh. that was hard to watch. But especially juxtaposed against Cyrus. Oh like, <laughs> Cyrus was giddy when he did that freeze frame. Yeah, he looked like he looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Cyrus like he was at a frat party. No, like he was like, yeah, his whole little yeah. suit. Was what all else over does the he place. have these days? No, I totally he, he, he has nothing. So it's at, at one moment. At one moment, he's being inconsiderate, but at the same time, he doesn't have anything because he's lost James. But I do feel that because he had a death. Yeah. What, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That he should be a little more considerate of what's going on, especially that Fitz didn't lose a grown-up. He lost a child. So I felt that that was still inappropriate. He could have did his little Dougie or whatever. He could have waited till after, you know, he had... But technically, Fitz wasn't there. Yeah, he didn't do it in front of Fitz. When he came to Fitz, he basically said, you know, Ohio's going to come in this looking like we're going to win it. Like, he was more somber and laid back, yeah. But still, he was giddy. Yeah. Um, the way that Fitz's hand was shaking, because at first I think I thought it was going to go somewhere else with the brown water. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be more aggressive versus the falling to the ground. That was hard. Mm-hmm. However, I'll admit, I think how they cut it is why I didn't get emotional. I thought that Fitz and Melly were going to have a moment, and that, I think, would have made me break down. Mm-hmm. Like, Together. I needed them to, yes, embrace. Like, I needed there to be, like, wailing. Like, when, I mean, it's it's two parents who lost a child. Like, I don't care even if he was unaware of the fact that she had been raped and they hated each other. Two parents who lose a child are going to, even if it's only for, like, five minutes, they're going to connect with one another. I needed, in the same way that Olivia held Hawk, I needed something like that. It felt disjointed even for Melly and Fitz. And even for me, his saying, where's Olivia? It felt disjointed. Yeah. It didn't, It for the first time, it didn't feel organic. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, assume because he embraced her when Melly realized that Fitz knew. Maybe they didn't want to do two emotional moments together with them. But if, if you're realistic to real life. I know. When you lose a child, you're, you're gonna embrace at some point, especially when, especially as a woman seeing a man break down. Mm-hmm. It's different from a a, a, yeah. a man seeing his woman break down. But if you see your man break down, that's a totally different ball game. You know, this, like he needs me. Like you feel like he needs me at this moment, and you have to be there to comfort to comfort you. Mm-hmm. If it's realistic to the situation. Like Sophia said, it just didn't, it wasn't connecting right. And then when he said, where's Olivia? If I were Melly, I would feel some type of way. Even, you know, I'd be like, what you mean, where Olivia at? Don't, I got you, Olivia. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that, to me, was a little dirty. Yeah. I get what y'all are saying, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I see how she could feel a little softer, but at the same time, Olivia is his love. But I. But this is your child. Yeah, you, this and, is your child. And Olivia's the reason she's dead. Olivia is the reason their son is dead. Granted, I was. I just caught myself because technically Melly is technically a co-conspirator <laughs> in this whole situation. So I have to back off that. But my point was, do you know what I mean? Like, if not for Olivia, do you know what I mean? Because again, she shouldn't. Have, she shouldn't have freed Maya. Do you know what I mean? And I think it, it all comes down to automatically thinking one person is bad and one person is good. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's back up. Your mom, when you were a little kid, dies in a plane crash. And then you find out that she's not dead and your dad had been holding her for like 20 years. 
And again, same thing. You don't ask, like, how did you escape? Because, again, a normal house mom or whatever type of job she had could not have escaped from command. Right. And just showed up and talking to you like, do-do-do, hey, honey, are these your friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you do? Are you eating good? Are you eating good? She did. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, do you know what I mean? It's disjointed. And yeah. so, and I feel like also, too, Melly lost a child. Again, it's selfish in the most basis of levels. In the midst of you lying on the floor. Like, as if it wasn't Melly's son. Does that make sense? So, Melly lost a child, and in the midst of you breaking down, and Melly trying to comfort you, just like you said, Melly, Melly's not having a moment. Melly's allowing you to grieve for your son. You asked for Olivia? It, you it, didn't ask for Jerry. Totally out of pocket. Do you, know I mean? you didn't ask for Jerry. Like, where's my son? I can't believe this happened. Where's Olivia? I got you, Olivia. Yeah. Like, because, again, wrong. again, and this is... Olivia should be there then. Right. No, let's let's be real, right? Because at the end of the day, if Olivia is, if if you, if, I need to pick my words. If Olivia is worthy for you to call out her name in that moment, you shouldn't actually have to call out her name. Does that make sense? She should be there. If in the midst of your son dying, you are in the Oval Office with your wife and the mother of your child that just died, Olivia is important enough that you need her in that moment. Olivia should already be there in that moment. Not on a plane with Jake, like you said, going. And again, I totally agree with you. If she was on the plane by herself, I respect that. You want to know why? Because Olivia is speaking into her truth and doing what's best for Olivia. But that means then she's she's not your girl. And then on another note, like she's getting on this plane saying that she's a scandal. She needs to fix herself. She can't fix herself when she's there trying to save somebody else. Now he keeps saying, save me, save me, save me. I need to fix me first. Can you stay somewhere? I know the wood is good. I know. But then that means, just like I think um, Bam was saying, it means she's not leaving her past behind Mm -hmm. because she's still being a fixer. Right. Totally. And not on self. Well, guys, this but it was a great. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it was a, it was a great scene. It was great a great episode. Great breakdown. Yeah, I loved, I loved the, I loved the episode. I loved the way this you season. Loved episode. I did love the episode. I actually did. I, the funny thing is, I'm changing my mind too. No, I'm, I'm. I know I sound like a hypocrite, but I do love. The I love the episode. I just don't. It. I don't love that. It didn't feel like a finale, but I still mm-hmm. loved the episode. It was a great episode. It just didn't feel like finale. If it was another episode in the middle of the season. I would have been like, oh, this is great, but it just Or if it was 18 of 22. Mm -hmm. True. Oh, good point. I, from a overall perspective, I particularly like these, this episode, because it leaves, it leaves um, the opportunity open for what's to happen for uh, season four. There's a lot, like, I feel like the dynamics of the show can now change because now that Olivia's gone, think back to some of the other, obviously, but but think, but think about all some of the other classic shows when someone allegedly leaves, uh, it changes the dynamics of the show. You got to figure out and you got to go back to the basis of what the show's about. And I feel like by her leaving, quote unquote leaving, when she comes back, she has to come back and she has to reevaluate. She has to fix and she has to do things and she's not going to be the maybe the same Olivia. So from an overall perspective, it was a little slow and boring. But I think that what was good, I think what was great about the show is there's a lot of question marks and it's going to leave the opinions of who's coming back, who's not coming back, what's going to happen, you know? So for me, it was it was okay. Well, I think that's a great lead into our questions slash predictions. 
And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, once again, Quinn is going to get pregnant. Um, I think that's honestly going to happen, and they're going to have a little murder child. Um, cause I don't even think we addressed the fact they were banging next to blood on the ground. That's mm. some kinky shit. <laughs> like, that's just nasty. <laughs> um, I was about to go somewhere else, but I'm not gonna. Anyway, um, I think that Harrison is dead, and if not, then I'm just over it. I, we've been begging for, like, uh, like truly begging for a storyline more than what they've been giving us. The Adnan thing was cool, but it really wasn't satisfying. I don't know what I'm looking for, but that wasn't it. <laughs> Um, I think that I hope they don't do this, but it may be one of those things where they do like two years later or three years later with this whole Olivia thing going away. But I really don't want it to be that way. I want her to. Mm, That's a good point. I want her to have a realization on the plane or something to come back. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know where it's going, but I don't know if I necessarily want to do a long pause and then come back. But on another note, if they do do that, then that's a, that's a way to. By by putting that year gap or however long, any type of time period gap in there, that gives the writer and the creator more creativity and freedom to pretty much do whatever the, they want. Because you can say, this is what happened in this period of time. Ignore everything that you saw in the previous seasons because now we have enough time where this realistically could have changed the whole dynamic of all these relationships. So, um, yeah. I hope they don't do that, though, for some reason. I really want them to try to fix the issues in the current time as opposed to jumping forward to just skip all that story. Right. Well, one, I want to say my cold piece. Mm-hmm. My cold piece uh, for this episode is Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> for, leaving me, for leaving me feeling this way because I don't feel full. Like, I'm not full off of the end results. Like, Ben was saying, like, there's a lot of questions. I don't have no questions. Like, I don't have any questions. Like, what if this will happen? No. I don't have none. I'm just like, all right, okay, done. We're done. Like, I'm not going to tomorrow be like, so I wonder what's going to happen with so-and-so. I don't wonder. So she's my cold piece. But in in reality, cold piece is Rowan because he set this whole thing up basically just because he got bored because he got laid <laughs> off. You can't take the fact that you're on unemployment now, so now you want to start causing trouble just so you can get your old gig back. Take the L, get a new job, put your mon- your resume on Monster and get a headhunter. Like, it's not... Rowan needs to grow up. But I like what you said about them and the time lapsing because if you really talk about the show as a show, to cut down Fitz being in the Oval Office for so long again, because four years is a long chunk of time, mm. the best way to do that is to jump years. Otherwise, we're going to endure another, you know, season after season after season after season. And y'all can, y'all know I say this every week. I'm not a fan of the White House drama anymore. Mm. I want to see it move out of that. So I kind of predict... I predict that it is going to jump. Olivia's going to come back a couple years later, and that's going to put a bigger dent in the relationships that she had. Because it's now it's going to be, dang, you left, instead of saying you left for a month, you left for two years, and now you come back and you want to be our friend again? That's going to be, I think that's going to be a problem with her and her so-called friends. Um, and I think when <laughs> she comes back, I predict that Melly and Fitz will be kind of okay. I think everybody will be moving on without her, and I think the the problem is going to be her. 
It's going to be not the damage that she's done. I predict, predict that the only person that's going to be really wounded when they come back is Olivia. She's going to be more hurt than she is better. Um, I piggybacking off of both. I think that's excellent. And I actually, I would love that. So I would love for it to fast forward two years. And I completely agree. I don't even need to say it. I agree. I don't need to repeat myself or repeat what you guys have said. Um, I also want to say I knew that uh, Maya couldn't take Rowan. Sorry. Just knew it. No, seriously. Because I was like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way. So, right, he let her stab him so that it could uh, unfold all the little pieces. Rowan's a cold piece. Um, And, again, going back to the nature of of how we felt about the episode, again, I think it is relevant that it was originally supposed to be 22, and they had to cut down production to 18. So maybe that is why it doesn't necessarily feel like a finale, even in terms of the fact that we just needed four more like, in terms of being full, we literally aren't full because we were expecting four more. So even if you had pushed this out to 22 and this was the same episode, maybe we'd feel differently. Um, and that's actually, I think, that all that I have. Um, I just have a couple of um, uh, things. Really quick, um, the whole Harrison thing, like I said before, um I believe Harrison will live or die based off of his personal relationship outside the show. And I think it, I think in one aspect, it would be great if he dies because then it will give room for, uh, Olivia to have a reason to come back. If, if Harrison lives, then I feel it will be Fitz who's going to hop on that plane and go get his woman. Um, but I, I, I was also thinking when I, when I, when I, uh, go back to, uh, season one DVD for the special features, you know, some of the actors were trying to be inquisitive about the character and trying to figure out their background. And Shonda was like, I don't know. We we're still in the process of creating. I don't know. Just, just keep acting, just keep doing what we write and we'll figure it out. And I feel that because of the popularity of scandal and so many people's complaints and their concerns about the show, I really do think that the writer's room are going to have a nice, long, good summer where they're going to have to reevaluate this, this, um, the, uh, the show and figure out what direction do they want to take it? Do they want to step outside the White House? Do they want to go back to the to the daily uh, whodunits? They have to figure out how to keep this momentum going, yet they can't have the same thing because some people are tired. So I think the writer's room is going to really have to figure out how to really take it to the next level. So to be honest, I don't know, really know what the hell is going to happen. I don't have any predictions except for Harrison. If he he may live or die. That's pretty I, much all I have. I just, sorry, I have a piggyback off what you just said. Um, I think it was after the Oprah interview, Shonda Rhimes has been known to say she'll take a show back from the fans. She sure will. Ironically, I think as a writer, and I could be wrong because I think there's a difference between the marketing of the show and the writing of the show. I feel pretty confident Shonda doesn't play to us. She does. Shonda writes what she wants to write. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that that's not... That's not their vision. I think she she's she's organically letting it evolve, which is different than playing to the fans. Mm-hmm. So I think the time off is naturally figuring out like what would the characters do because I think they they grow. They're almost like children that she waters. But I think we need to be very careful. I really don't think that Shauna plays to the fans. She's not. That's not her intent with the show. She wants to shock us and surprise us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She and I think she literally she writes from what I consider to be a literary pop 
and then a realistic perspective, if that makes sense. But she's very literary, and you can tell that that's what she's writing. It's, these characters are organic. They're real to her. So in the same way that with a friend, you don't know the, your friend's story all at once. Mm-hmm. You get to know it. I think that's kind of almost how she sure. writes. As you get to know someone, you go, oh, I never know that you were born in such and such. You wouldn't know that day one. I think that's how she writes, which is different than, oh, because you like orange, now I'm going to tell you orange is my favorite fruit. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is the end of Scandal Season 3 and the AfterBuzz TV Scandal Season 3 after show. It has been a blast. As always, it was fun coming every week to see you guys. Um, and we'll be here next season. Maybe you'll see us again somewhere else. We'll see where can we find you guys because we're always online. Uh, you can find me on social media at, um, at Bam Erickson, but you can also check me next Thursday, April 23rd. I'll be uh, back here on AfterBuzz TV for RB Divas, um, RB Divas Atlanta and RB Divas LA, as well as follow me on, follow me on Twitter. I will be uh, potentially appearing in some stuff, so just checking me out. You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. Again, on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cornelia. Check out Cornelia.com for all things Cornelia. I also be on the Love and Hip Hop after show. <laughs> Woohoo! And Ray mm-hmm. Donovan started. Oh, Ray Donovan started in the summertime. And also, if you're in the comedy, I'm in the semifinals of the California's Funniest Comedian Contest Woo! May 16th at Ice House in Pasadena. So please come check me out there. And we will be going as a field trip. Nice. Ooh. And guys, you can find me on social media at Emil and it's Junior and on youtube.com slash chasing LA more content is coming I'm working on it as we speak guys it's been amazing we're gonna miss you make sure you stay in touch with us uh, write us tweet us all that good stuff and we love you come back next season and support all of your favorite hosts on the other Afterbus TV shows and all their other endeavors we love you guys from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.